Welcome to all of you to our worship with Houston and Killican Church. As we gather from near and far, the Lord dwells on all our houses. We gather as one body of Christ around the word of God, which sets us free. Good morning. Welcome to everyone joining us today. My name is Thorsten Koenig and I'm leading our worship while Gary is on vacation. I'm training to become a minister in the church and in this context you will see more of me during the next month. I'm delighted to be with you. My wife Astrid and I are very thankful and honored by the warm welcome we have received from you. As every Sunday, our service is shared on this YouTube channel and on our podcast. Please follow us on YouTube channel if you can. Let us now worship God with words of Psalm 96. Let us sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous deeds among all the people. Our hymn is now hymn 192, All My Hope on God is Founded.
our loving God, we gather in praise and hope as your beloved children. We come seeking the wisdom to know your desire for us and to live as you want us to live. We are amazed that you have called each person by name. We are gathered up in your care and we are sustained by your love. We give thanks today for all that we have and all that we are. Merciful God, forgive us that again and again we are, follow, we are falling sharp in the response to your love. As you have blessed us, help us to be instruments to bless the world around us, to stand up to fear and hate and reject the evils of this world. Unite and strengthen us as a community of Christians as we try faithfully to build, to build your church. Almighty God, in a world where rulers seek to divide rather than to build consensus, we ask for your guidance to show your love to all people. Give us the boldness to be unbounded by prejudice, to spread your love, to profess our faith without fear and ridicule. Help us to bear witness to your call, to seek justice, to bring peace and to love one another. Let us join now in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples and which unite us as one family of Christ, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our intimations today are that the Footbank collection continues Tuesdays from 10 to 12 and from 7 to 8 o'clock in the evening at the West Halls. Please continue to support if you can. There will be an online Bible study with the theme Nothing Can Separate Us from the Love of God and it's to provide support and hope in these times we live through. If you are interested and you want to get more details and especially the Zoom link, please contact Frankie or me. Details can also be found on the church website or on our Facebook. Our first reading is now from Psalm 99 and is read by Gary. Our first reading is from the book of Psalms, Psalm 99. Let us listen for God's word. The Lord reigns. Let the nations tremble. He sits enthroned between the cherubim. Let the earth shake. Great is the Lord in Zion. He is exalted over all nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. The king is mighty. He loves justice. You have established equity. In Jacob you have done what is just and right. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. 
Samuel was amongst those who called on his name. They called on the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them from the pillar of cloud. They kept his statues and the decrees he gave them. Lord our God, you answered them. You were to Israel a forgiving God, though you punished their misdeeds. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Today our anthem is Love Divine by Goodell, and you will hear a recording of our choir.
our gospel reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, reading verses 15 to 22. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is this? And whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. Amen. May God bless to us this reading from God's holy word and to God's name be praise and glory. Our next hymn is hymn number 641, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God.
us pray. Lord Jesus, speak to us today. Open our ears and our hearts for your word. Amen. What a plot do we have this morning? Collusion between groups who normally avoid each other? Political conspiracy hidden behind a religious and theological debate? A crowd of spectators curious about what happened next? And a question which dooms a person answering regardless of the answer. Sounds familiar? Is this about politics of today? Certain politicians instrumentalize religion and faith to gain votes in the run-up to elections, which then results in an even greater polarization of society? Well, our story today takes place in the Temple of Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, and we have to remind ourselves of the situation. Just a few days before Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, the crowds were cheering and praising him, calling him the son of David and the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Then Jesus went into the temple, caused trouble and confusion when he overturned the tables of the money changers. He demanded, my house will be called a house of prayer but you are making it a den of robbers. After that, Jesus started teaching in the temple, telling parables as we have heard during the last Sundays. And now, suddenly, it seems that representatives of leading parties from the Pharisees and the Herodians approached Jesus and acknowledged his authority and teaching. What a surprise for the spectators. The Pharisees and the Herodians seem to be aligned. Also, we know little about the Herodians. The name suggests that they were a secular political party that supported the right of Herod the Great's successor to rule Palestine. By necessity, they were pro-Roman. The Pharisees, on the other hand, tended to be quietists who resented to the Roman occupation, but accepted it as an inevitable evil as long as Rome did not interfere with the practice of religion. Together, they now approached Jesus saying, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who, to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? What a smart plan to trick Jesus. The intention of the Pharisees and the Herodians is to place Jesus on the horns of a dilemma. If he argues against paying the tax, they will be able to accuse him to Pilate of anti-Roman activity. On the other hand, if he supports the tax, he will be bound to lose his support in the general population. The tribute was not only an economic burden, but also a hated symbol 
of lost freedom. Decidefully, the Pharisees and the Herodians phrase the question, which is profoundly political, in religious terms. Their question can be rephrased, is it in accordance with the Torah to pay tax to Caesar or not? You are claiming divine authority, so tell us. 2,000 years later, what is our answer today? The most common and easiest answer is, Christianity is not a bad thing. Maybe there's even something good in it. It tells us how to behave, how to be a good person, and as long as it stays in church on a Sunday, there's no conflict and we all get along splendidly. But please do not try to propose solutions and do not get involved in the bigger problems of this world, like economics, how to deal with refugees, and especially stay away from politics. It is the best when we keep both spheres separated, the sphere of the church and faith and the sphere of the world. Is this the meaning of Jesus' answer? Give back to Caesar what Caesar is and to God what God is? I don't think so. And the Pharisees did not understand Jesus in this way either because they were amazed, so they left him and went away. What is it then? What is the real underlying struggle? Jesus' answer to the question is based on a different but clear foundation. God is a creator and ruler of the world. God is the one who all and everybody should obey and to whom all and everyone is responsible, including the rulers and emperors of the world. Earlier in Matthew's Gospel, during his Sermon on the Mountain, Jesus was explicit about divided loyalties. He said, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both, God and money. Does this mean we are called to abandon all governments and their rulings? Should we only follow the letters of the laws of the Bible? Let us see where this may lead us. Currently, we are swamped with rules and regulations, for example, in the context of the corona crisis. With some, we agree, and with some, we disagree, mostly as this fits with our personal circumstances. Some groups even call for active civil disobedience, calling for people to actively not to follow the guidelines to wear face masks or to comply with social distancing, because this is limiting individual freedom or even a stronger reasoning, it is mistrusting God's almighty power. And again, we are forgetting what the foundation and intention of God's ruling is and what Jesus will tell in the next chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. 
This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus gives us a guideline. The center of our discernment, the center of our quest for truth and trueness, the center of our action must be our love of God and our love for our neighbors. Jesus calls us to be in a relationship with God. Jesus wants us to learn from him how to participate in God's good plan. Loving God is following Jesus' examples of love and care for others. This includes following guidelines and protocols that reduces the risk of corona infection. This means giving taxes because it funds, among others, the follow payments. Doing this not because of greater obedience to politicians or governments, but as our expression of our love of God and our love for our neighbors. That is why Jesus, in his answers to the Pharisees and the Herodians, demand them to give. Let us pray. God of wisdom, ruler of the world, let your word become the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path, that we understand and follow your good plan for us and the world. Amen. At this point in the service, we normally would receive our offering. If you can, please continue to support the work of the church by bank standing order or by giving online. And information are on the church website under the finance tab. Or you can give using the WFO envelopes at the food bank collection. Thank you and God bless you for your continued support. Let us pray. Creator God, sustainer of all that we perceive, we join together in prayer seeking wisdom and guidance that we might show your amazing love to all whom we meet. We present ourselves as your faithful children, ready to continue to spread your message of love and care. We pray for the strength to do your work in our communities, to bring your message to all who we meet. Our world continues to be ravaged by the coronavirus, but also by war, famine, and many other natural and human-made disasters. This year has been difficult for people all over our planet. We pray for your help to see the promise of your light. No matter the problems we face individually or as a people, grant us that we experience your love. As our country and our community strive to cope with and to recover from all these difficulties, we pray for our leaders, the politicians and the scientists. Give them understanding and wisdom to make the right decisions. We pray for our neighbors and our friends, for all those who experience uncertainties and anxieties, whether it is about their health, their jobs, loneliness, all that keep them awake at night. Meet them.
provide them with a sign of comfort and hope. And we pray for ourselves, that we are inspired and strengthened by your love. Open our eyes to pay particular attention to those who need our care the most. With all creation we cry, come, O ruler of the world, tear down the walls we have built and that divides us and bring your righteousness, justing and healing to all. All this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Following our final hymn, there is a benediction, then we sing the threefold Amen and praise God from whom our blessings flow. Our closing hymn is now hymn 198, Let us build a house where all love can dwell.
as we go now into the world, we leave in your name, O oh Lord. We leave as your people. Help us to recognize all that is yours, to give you all that is yours, and to protect all that is yours. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Thank you.